I want to talk to you this morning. Uh, we're going to hit a couple of different scriptures, I think. Um, I think. Brother Ron touched on something just a moment ago about this storm. A lot of people has been thinking about this storm for a long time now, or at least for a week when they saw it was coming to, it was going to be something. Um, and it got me to thinking, there are a lot of storms going on. Last Sunday morning, Ashley Mayhew was sitting right here, I think, with Megan. Y'all was over on this side, wouldn't you? You was over there. They was over there. And this time last Sunday morning, she had no idea, her family had no idea of the storm that they was going to face and are facing. Didn't have a clue. Last Sunday morning, Sister Lee's family didn't know they was going to be facing what they're facing now, a storm. Oh, we give God the glory that he's taking care of our people, and she's finished her race, by the way. The very second she stepped into glory, she done forgot about this life. All the trouble she ever had to face over the years is gone. Nothing to drag her down anymore. But there are people this morning that are facing this storm that are being flooded out. They know that the weatherman says it's going to be ending soon, and they're looking forward to that. They can't wait for it to be over and life to suddenly get back to some kind of a normal. That's a journey that we go on, the journey called life. We deal with these kinds of things. Amen. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You've been in one of these storms. You've been on some stormy grounds. Been on some trials. We've been on a trip that we didn't like. Let's think for a minute if you went and called a, a travel company and you wanted to go to somewhere, Hawaii or something. Now, you call them and they tell you that we're going to fix it up. This is what it's going to cost. But what if they told you before you got on that you had to drive to Atlanta before you could catch a plane to fit within your price range? And what if they told you when you got on the plane you was going to be sitting on the back two seats where the plane gets skinny and the guy you're sitting beside of, if you're my size, is my size. Now, that's hard for two fellows to fit in to ride from here to Hawaii. Long ways to go. I've never been there, but it's, it's, a, good, it's a good chunk of, chunk of time. And what if they told you when you got there there weren't going to be any cabs to take you to your place, to your hotel, and uh, wasn't no buses or anything like that. And by the way, when you get there, all the cars have already been rented. So when you get there, you've got to take all those suitcases and you've got to hoof it on over to where you're going to be staying. And the place that you're staying at looked really good on the brochure and the flyer. It looked really wonderful. But when you got there, you found out that it wasn't oceanfront and it wasn't a high rise that you looked at a trash dump while you was there. And oh, if they went ahead and told you that when you get there, your hot water's not going to work and there's roaches crawling around everywhere and the closest restaurant is five miles away, you still don't have a car. And there's a mom and pop across the street where you can buy a pack of nabs and a bottle of pop. Would you go on that trip? All right. Well, if we uh, look at our Christian walk, there's some things that the Lord lets us know about. 
Now, companies don't do that. They make it look as good as they can, and they walk that line so thin just so they can get your dollar. And they've built you up so much. They've done everything they can. They try to make it look good without getting themselves in trouble to be sued. Right? They don't want to lose their dollar. Okay. Now. That's what we deal with, right? We see advertising on TV all the time telling us about products and usually they don't work out like as seen on TV, right? But now our, our Lord is not like that. How many of you knew whenever you signed on for Jesus that it wasn't always going to be downhill, easy flying, easy sailing, roses everywhere, and love just flowing everywhere? Now that's what he wants. That's what he teaches us to give, but we know that coming in that that's not so. Turn to Matthew chapter 24. The Lord don't give us any false advertisement in this, life, in this uh, journey of life that we're on. None of us know when it's going to end. Jesus may come back here before we're done this morning, and if you're saved, you're going out with us. If you're not, you're going to know exactly what happened, and you're going to be letting everybody else know that got left behind. Or, one of us could die in this church today before we're done in the next 30 minutes. Go on home to be with the Lord, but as I said before, your first second in glory, ain't none of this going to be a memory. Whether you've been here for two weeks, 20 years, or 100 years, it ain't going to matter. Jesus answered, 24-4, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and, I will, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. I was going to stop right there for a minute. I was reading something the other day that back in the Hitler's day in World War II, all that was going on, there was a lot of guys in pulpits that was preaching that this is probably the end. And I'm not going to go there today because a lot of evil was happening. But I want to point out they were wrong. We know that because we're still here. But they missed something in Scripture because Israel had not been restored to her homeland. So no matter how bad it got, it couldn't be the end yet. Now we know that happened on uh, 1948 of May 14th, I think, that that came about in an hour, overnight, bam, Israel's a nation. And they've been there. Amen. And they're going to stay there, by the way. It doesn't matter what Iran, Russia, or anybody else wants to do or whatever America wants to get involved or not, Israel's going to be there. I'm going to tell you now, let your representatives know and let everybody else know that's in this nation, we're going to stand by Israel. Stand by Israel. We're going to do what we can. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. That's Jesus talking. At that time, many will turn away from their faith. What? And many will turn away from the faith 
and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people because of the increase of wickedness. The love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. That's what you signed on for. That's the trip to Hawaii that I explained about a minute ago. And our Lord saw fit to let us know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. And by the way, neither should we be sugarcoating stuff. It's what's wrong with America today. There's been too much sugarcoating been done right here. Not, not here, but pulpits is what I'm talking about. Not enough truth going out. Playing diplomats. But this is what our Lord is letting us know that's going about. Then the end will come. And all these things, there's going to be hardships, there's going to be some rough days, there's going to be some good days. I'm not here to paint gloom and doom, but I'm reading what the Bible says. I'm not making it up. You're reading it too. And so he let us know that this this journey that we're on is going to have some trouble in it. There's actually going to be people who are going to walk away from the faith because of the trouble. It must be happening every day in America because churches are closing their doors. Men and women are leaving the ministry. People are leaving the pews. Why? Because their faith has grown weak and they gave up. Or it could be something else. And we might get to that in a minute too if we've got enough time. He let us know how it was going to be in the end days. And this has been going on for 2,000 years. That lets us know just who God is and His sovereignty. 2,000 years ago, Jesus said these words. All the words that we read in the Bible, particularly the New Testament, has been happening since He was resurrected and raised from the dead and ascended into heaven. These words that was given by inspiration by the Holy Spirit to these men that wrote it out. God's letting us know, I ain't making it happen, but I'm letting you know what's going to happen. You see, we still have something called free will. He ain't going to make us serve Him. Hello, He's not going to make us serve Him. We can get on a pity party, we can get on some kind of soapbox if we want to, but let me tell you something, you're not going to live long enough to outlast God when He's not going to change His ways. Okay, so if you stand firm, you will be saved. The love of many is going to grow cold. Think about that for a moment. We're living in a day and time when the love of people just ain't there anymore, particularly in our nation. We don't have relationships, and we can look at it called a divorce rate to figure that out. We don't have that love. What can you do for me? And if you've hurt me, you got to go. It's my world, and you're in it. That's where we're at today, and that is the love of many will grow cold. He told us this was going to happen. Go to 2 Peter 3 and 3. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come. Scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, 
Where is this coming he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. Do we not hear those very words today? What do you mean Jesus is coming back? I've been hearing this my whole life. Church people are saying that. I wonder if we're wondering to doubt and starting to doubt. Been saying it for a long time. But it does say he's coming back. Amen. He is coming back. It might be today and it might be 150 years in the future at which time none of us are going to be here to worry about it. Because nobody knows. I said nobody knows. America is not showing up in the prophecy of the end times. America is still kind of a superpower, but it's going away every day. How much longer is it going to take that we're not even going to be in the annals of history as a superpower, as going to be one of these powers that's going to be around at the end times like we read in prophecy? How long is that going to take? One year, two years, 50 years? I don't know. This is just some things to think about because we don't know when the Lord's coming back. But there are going to be people who are mocking us. Many times in schools, the kids are not sharing. Many times at workplaces, we're not sharing. Because of what? People are mocking us. The biggest mock that's happened so far, in this old man's opinion, young man's opinion, depends on who's listening, It was about five months ago our Supreme Court made a decision and took something that is a covenant of God's and changed what that covenant is or tried to change it. They said, we're going to make our laws different. Now, folks, whenever you do stuff like that, when you start messing with the covenants of God, you're in a bad place. And guess what? It may be more of them than us, but we live in the same country. It's going to rain on the just and the unjust. Not only did they do that, but they took another covenant of God's and they took that covenant and turned it into something perverted when they bathed their White House in the rainbow colors, which was a covenant that God gave to man and said that he would never destroy the earth with water again. They've taken two covenants in the last five months in this nation, our people have, and just rubbed God's face in it, mocking the Christians. Did you sign on for this? But we follow Jesus wherever he goes, amen? Because he has all the answers and no matter what we face, he'll get us through it. Now we're going to talk to the church for just a minute because this has been with the church and the world. But Go to 2 Timothy 3 and 1. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Now remember, he's talking about the church. Timothy is a pastor. Who's he talking about? He's not talking about the guys they're trying to reach. He is talking about the church. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, 
slanderous. Somebody tells you something in secret and somebody walks in the door and all of a sudden they both look like a deer in the headlights. Friend, let me tell you something. You was someplace you shouldn't have been talking about something you shouldn't have been talking about. That's the slanderous. It's in the Bible. I'm not making this up, Emma. Somebody following it in your Bible, I'm not making this up. It's what's in the Word. Without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Are we in a day and age that that's the case today? God, you got my time as long as I got a minute. I got something else I got to do. And then we turn around whenever we hit this rough road on the journey and we start calling on God and he loves us so much, he works with us. Amen. That's a place to give God some praise right now because I've been there. I've been walking on that road. And I think some of you have too. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. Having, have nothing to do with such people. Boy, is that some stiff words that the Lord gives us. Have nothing to do with such people. And denying his power. Turn on the Christian TV networks and watch all these people come up with all these ideals coming from the word of God to get you to send in your money so they can pray for you. Buy this bottle of oil or buy this whatever. Denying the power. Can I tell you something, folks? And this just irks me to no end. The power of God does not lie in objects. It doesn't lie in this whole thing here. It doesn't lie right here in this metal cross hanging on this wall. It doesn't lie right here in this guitar. The power of God lies in the name of Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. And I'm sick and tired of seeing it and hearing it. I'm sick and tired of it. Buy my book and you'll get insight. No, you got a Bible and you know how to pray. We can get some insight that way. And it's okay to read some things that people give. You're listening to me this morning and there's more words other than what's coming out of the Bible out of my mouth. And by the way, while I'm at it, don't you never stick Pastor Ken up on some kind of pedestal because it needs to be about Jesus. Everything needs to be about Jesus. And whenever I get off track, it's time for you to come and talk to me so I can get back on track. Amen? Biblical heroes. There's only one that I know of. There's some guys that got mentioned in the Bible because they did some good things, but the only biblical hero I know is Jesus Christ. In 2 Peter... Oh, 2 Timothy 4 and 3. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Prophecy. Why do we have the things we see going on right now with all the doctrine that's happening around? My goodness, we got people in the same denominations that can't even get along now. Amen. Instead... To suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers who will say what their itching ears want to hear. That's called church hopping. 
Did I say that just now? If a shoe fits, you got to put it on and wear it, or you can deny it. It doesn't matter. I want to find what I want to hear. Can I tell you something, friends? You want to find what you want to hear, make sure it lines up with what's in the Word of God. It always has to line up with the Word of God. I don't care who's standing in the pulpit. I don't care how long they've been around. What I do care about is it's the Holy Spirit who has been around forever and changes not if He is the one that is leading the men and women. If He is the one that is leading the Sunday school teachers, then it's going to be right because He's ageless. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. You ever known any myths that's been taught from the pulpits? I'm not going to name them, you can. But there have been. And some of them have been come around likely, because, rightly because it's called growth. As you grow and you get more knowledge, sometimes God will take you and He will gently turn you. By the way, He will do that for every one of us. He will. The one thing I love about our organization is a lot of things has changed over the years. Why? It's because of growth. Seeking God and Him saying, you know what? Let me, let me steer you to where we're supposed to be. Now the one that can't accept that has just stopped growing. He just said, Jesus, I know more than you do. Holy Spirit, I actually called you to come in, but I really don't want you because now you're fixing to upset my apple cart. It's my world and you're in it. It's called this journey that we're on. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. Timothy was a pastor, but he said, do the work of an evangelist. Keep telling people about Jesus. Keep telling people what the truth is. Keep giving to the people what they need to grow. Keep giving it out. Keep praying. Keep doing what you're supposed to do. That's what he's telling Timothy. Why did he tell him that? Because Timothy, you're getting ready to get thrown into something that's going to be difficult. You better stay close with God and keep doing what God's given you. For I'm already being poured out like a drink offering. This is Paul talking. And the time of my departure is near. Paul's saying, I've done walked it, man. I've done walked it and it's getting close. I'm about at the end of my life. I'm about to, be, about to go home with the Lord. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Remember we read up here that those will be those that will turn away. They'll turn away from the faith. But Paul said, I have kept the faith. He's been into this race. Do you think he knew what was coming years ahead, what he was going to face? All the times he was going to get beat up? All the times that, that he was going to get stoned and thrown into prison? All these different things that he, you think he knew? No, I don't think he did. But I think he had so much of Jesus and he was all about his work and what he wanted to do and his will. It didn't matter. I know about facing battles. I've been pastoring here for five years and it's a fall thing. We talked about it this year. Long about July. I said, I wonder what this fall is going to hold. Man, lo and behold, it's almost like the devil has a get out of jail free card through the fall. It's been happening since I've been ministering. So I don't worry about it no more. I give it to Jesus. I give it to Jesus. The battles. The battles. 
but I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge. Hello, can somebody say righteous judge? Oh, he knows our hearts. He knows the thoughts and the intents of every heart sitting here today. He always has and he always will. And he will be a righteous judge. Will award me on that day, not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Are you waiting for Jesus' appearing today? Do we still believe he's coming back? Let me hear it if you do. Do you believe he's coming back? Because the Bible says so. Amen. But you see the things that we face. That's a part of the journey. The journey is something. But I want to give you something to help you out this morning. That sounds like doom and gloom, doesn't it? That's the travel brochure for going to heaven. The road will be rocky. There's going to be trouble. There's going to be some good days. Amen. Those good days help us. I look forward to the day that when Ashley will be coming back into this church because God has answered our prayers. And let me tell you something, church. We've got to give him glory for that. We have to testify. That means there will be mockers that will come about. But we have to tell what God has done. Brother Berkeley, look at him. Look at how much he's come, how far he's come. Sister Lee's finished hers. She's in glory right now. Amen. But here's something. Hang on to the joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Don't lose your joy. Don't let anything or anyone rob you of the joy in Jesus Christ. That might mean giving somebody who's close to you a phone call and saying, my joy is slipping away, and I need you to pray with me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I've been there about once a week. I'm not saying that to be funny. I say that to say I must be aggravating the devil a whole lot because he's bothering me a whole lot. And I refuse to lose my joy. If I die before I get done this morning, if I go away right here on this platform, I know that I will be in the presence of Jesus Christ. My Redeemer lives, Brother Gene. I know I'm going to be with Him, and that gives me joy. That gives me joy to be able to share that with you. Brother Randy, it gives me joy to be able to share with you what is in the Bible, what is going to set you free. You might not want to hear it, but you need to hear it. And I'll do it in love. I'll cry with you. But before we go to bed, before we part ways, we got to come back to where Jesus is. I believe in that joy and I believe He can give it to us. I've seen a family this week be something that I didn't think I could be. Had it been Megan laying over there in the hospital, 
I don't know that I could have that. You know why? It's the prayers of the saints that are going up on their behalf. They're believing and they've got this, this air about them. There's something about them that they're just waiting for the Lord to do what He's going to do, but they believe the outcome is going to be right. Because we've been praying. They believe in what Jesus Christ said He could do. They believe that it's true. Amen. It wasn't lip service. They believe it. You know why I know that? Here you are a week later and you're still standing around and smiling and you're not talking about the negative things that could be. You're talking about the positives. Now you can put an act on for a little bit. But let me tell you something. When it's real in your heart, that will go through any storm that you'll ever face. And you'll still shine. And that's what we brothers and sisters are to do is to let that little light shine. You know our little Sunday school rooms? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That little light is Jesus. The next thing is be careful. Be careful. Be careful what we let come inside of us. I've told you about some of these guys on TV, and that's up to you. You and the Lord work that out. But I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of con men. There's a whole lot of con men. Trying to sell a book, trying to sell something. You got it in the Bible. And let me tell you your litmus test. And I don't care who it is or when it is, starting right here with this fella. When the show becomes about me, me getting a laugh, me getting an amen, me doing this, me doing that, when the show becomes about me, it's time for you to talk to pastor. Because we see a lot of that, don't we? The showmanship, the performance. This ain't a performance, folks. This is life and death. Somebody's hurting in here today. Somebody's been dealing with something today in this church. Maybe for months. And the Holy Spirit wants to do something about that. How dare me to get in His way because I need a pat on the back. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. So we got to watch ourselves. You know, sometimes we'll look and we'll say, well, it's the drug addict. You know, oh, well, we look down our nose at him. Or the this or the that. And it might just be some one of us who have used this to harm more people than cocaine has. How dare us? Don't believe every preacher. If it's in here, then you believe it. If it ain't in here, you got to steer away from it, including right here. First Thessalonians 5 and 19, Do not quench the Spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. 1 John 4 and 1, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits and see whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. If it don't match up with this, and by the way, the devil's very good at taking this and twisting it around, showing bits and pieces. I'm going to give you just one example real quick, and you can know exactly where I'm going. And I just lost the scripture. First or second Corinthians six. Six. 
Give me a minute. I got to look it up because this just came in and I got to go there. Most guys would go ahead and skip that. I don't care whether you think I know much of the Bible. I got a Bible. I can read it. That ain't it. Oh, yes. Here we go. Do not be yoked together. That's 1 Corinthians 6 and 14. Give me another 25 years, I'll have that one memorized probably. Be not yoked together. Be not unequally yoked. Anybody ever heard that one preached? Anybody knows where it usually leads? I'm not going to tell you. But it gets used a whole lot. But they don't finish what it says. Be not unequally yoked with what? Unbelievers. That's an example for you. If it lines up with the Word of God, then we use it. If it's a piece of the Word of God to get an agenda through, be careful of it. Be very, very careful of it. But now that it's gone in your ears, that's called accountability with Jesus someday. Be careful what goes in. Trash goes in, trash will come out. Don't lose your joy. And always share Jesus. Amen. Amen. Always share Jesus. We all got a testimony. Share Jesus. If you'll stand to your feet this morning. Didn't mean to take up so much time looking that up, but I didn't know that was coming out. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And as they put some music on this morning so that everybody will have a chance and an opportunity to pray. I want to ask you this morning. Is there something that you've been dealing with that's got you on a bad track, a wrong track, wrong mindset? On this journey that you're on, is it lining up with the Word of God? You can come forward today and we will pray with you. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will do the work that He and only He can do right now in our lives. And I just feel that that's what He wants to do. Maybe you listened to me this morning and you've never invited Jesus into your heart. You've never answered that knock on the door. And He's been knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking. And you've never opened the door to let Him in because you're afraid of what it entails. Don't leave the church today until you get that right with Him. Because I promise you, He will rock your world. He will rock your world, Brother Gene.
and he'll take you to on some places and on some journeys that are going to be some difficult ones and there are going to be some high roads, but they all, every one of them, when you get through that test, that trial, this storm that's coming up the coast, what are they going to do? They're going to clean up and they're going to get their life back together and they're going to keep on keeping on. When Ashley comes out of what she comes out of with the Lord, they're going to keep on keeping on. And we're going to give a testimony saying, thank you, Lord, we got to pray. We're not going to lift our hands up and say, come here, because we're the only people that knows how to pray. Mm, that's the wrong spirit. But thank you, Lord, we had the opportunity. He will rock your world. And whatever you might be dealing with this morning, he wants to rock your world. He wants to set you free of some, some bondage that's there. The Holy Spirit spoken to hearts this morning, I know. Let him do his work. He's a gentleman. He won't force himself. He will not crash your door down. And he ain't going to pick you up till you ask him to. Can I say that again? He ain't going to pick you up till you ask him to. Because when you ask him to, then you want him to work. And you're willing to hear his truth. You're willing to let him take and mold you and me. It can only happen when we say, okay, Lord. Amen. So they go, go ahead and play something, George, and we're going to pray this morning. If you got something else you want to come to the altar and pray to God about, come on. Because the Lord wants to do something.